0: Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Redolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I study the secrets of the divine plagues and uncover the blasphemous truth that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children the heresies of redolf Bantwine wherever podcasts are available
1: subscribe on itunes at Toddcast podcast
0: todd how you doing buddy hey, hey mo right on man thank you for doing this yeah absolutely my pleasure
1: yeah. man looking forward to doing this um how yeah me you, too how are you handling COVID, man we're like a year in at this point we're pretty much a year
0: uh, uh as good as anyone else, to be honest. Are we recording? Is this it? Do you want me to start going or are we? On, yeah. All right. Yeah, I got I gotta be honest. Uh 2020 was a good year for me. I mean, I did all right. Uh income was still in, had a roof over my head, uh gained a lot of weight because I stopped working out, <laughs> I guess. Right. But um, you know, the media stuff blew up and so got my gig with CKW got my gig with Vancouver is awesome. Um, When it came to the podcast, my own podcast, this is Van Culler. I was the only person that got one on one 30 minutes with the premier John Horgan. So I think that says something to the growth of the podcast. So things were blowing up. Uh, But just on a personal level, I think it's a coaster, right? Don't for, don't forget to talk to Mo Buzz just now. <laughs> yeah.
1: that, that's crazy. So who's who's booking these guests for you? Are you just like me, where you're it's, grinding? You're like everything. You're the it's host, just you're me. The yeah, producer. You're everything. Janity. Yeah,
0: learning on the spot, not a not a professional like you. And I got to say, it's it's hey. actually it's surreal talking to you because I I told you ahead of time, but you were a big staple of my life, man. Like SFU, I would uh, drive home from SFU to North Van from 2003 to 2007 and then a couple of years after that for my master's degree and I'd hear you every day in the afternoon right so to be sitting here talking to you it's it's a trip and
1: it's really- I know man it's like almost like close your uh, eyes for a second you got, uh, <laughs> got Hancock radio right that's yeah, weird it's weird to you know you say and thank you man I'm humbled and you know it. it's really been a grind for me despite you know, I, I have a fair amount of experience in the industry. I, tomorrow I've been on air for seven years tomorrow. Give me a mic and I'll fucking crush it. Yeah. Like I, you don't lose that skill, especially after doing it for 20 years or whatever, but it's been a grind, man. Despite having that, you know, the, where people know me in, in the city, they know me in the industry. I still have to fucking fight hard, dude, to get like, like so many people are, oh, they, you must have like people throwing them at the at you to get interviews. Like, oh man, I wish it was that easy.
0: Yeah, like, it's well, it's tough, and it's I hard. and I hear that from so many people who are like household names that they're and they're still grinding, and you're right. just like, you're grinding. Like, what do you? <laughs> you know? It makes right. sense. Do you? I mean, I know I I've heard that you're doing very well, uh, but I'm curious. Do you have any inclination to ever go back into sort of terrestrial? Is like, is it terrestrial? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Terrestrial,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, that's probably the the game plan, the end game for me would be probably to move, you know, up to the Okanagan, maybe do like a Saturday, Sunday, or like a couple. I don't know. I mean, it's gonna have to be part time. You know, when I move up there, I kind of want to retire. And yeah, you know, and, and it's hard for me to like bag on radio because you know, Sea Fox made it so I have the life that I have today. Sure. So, where I, I own my house in Vancouver, almost outright own a house in Vancouver. It's insane. Yeah. You know, to sell that, to move to the Okanagan, suddenly you've got like, I don't know, 500 grand in the bank. Like, <laughs> like really, you, know, and, uh, you own your place there. Like, yeah. What, what more could you need? Right. So for me, I think it would just be a matter of like, you know, to answer the question, it's like, i think that that's the sunset of my career is like to be a fucking badass afternoon guy on the weekends like i'm gonna have tons of great guests and i'm gonna make it a really good major market show in penticton
0: yeah and i'm not bagging on radio i'm just saying it's a tough grind and it's an interesting grind you know i did i did some fill in for CKW like sunday mornings (laughs) where where you know they had a listener base still but it's this crazy race against the clock that I was not used to. I'm used to like, totally. you know, getting relaxed and at your own pace. And, yeah. yeah. It's
1: different. Right. It's very like, for me, I try to do when I do like the intros to get to these bits of, you know, cause my podcast is it's three guests a week and there's a, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of music and there's features and, you know, it's kind of like a mini radio show. Cause that's exactly, you know, that's yeah. my, that was my knowledge. Right. That's so why I best be doing what I'm, what I'm good at. So for me, I always try my best to not, redo those transition parts mm. the intros the back cell of the song like i try to make it like yeah. it's radio yeah um, you always
0: got to say what time it is uh and if it's yeah. sunday morning you know how's your sunday morning and here's the weather you know it's one yeah. degree outside you gotta yeah. <laughs> throw in those lines that i was not used to at all so it's it's a different beast right like right. i think people think it's the same and there's obviously a lot of overlap but the, the way you're on the clock on the radio is way different
1: yeah because i mean people are like f- they're they're appointment tuning you they're, they're like yeah i want to hear mo and i want to hear this is the van color podcast i want to yeah. hear what he's up to and his take on things whereas radio is like i need to get somewhere i need entertainment for 15 20 minutes half hour hour at the most yeah. kind of thing especially here and like for us as entertainers you and I for podcasting is different. It's this, it's just trying to yeah. train a thought conversation where radio you're like, how can I hook them to make them listen for another 10 minutes?
0: Yeah. another you know, <laughs> maybe, Like there, there's a band to get from, through that ad break, right? Yeah.
1: Like, you know, yeah. a band from Calabasas, California, they're playing the main stage Lollapalooza next year. We'll play their next, their latest song next. Yeah. You know, like you, where you're like engaging with that, like, what, what are they talking about? Or, you know, i got yeah. a great podcast. It's going to blow your mind. It's about something that happened with uh, um, Trudeau and, you know yeah. it's those it's those how do you grab somebody and pull them along where we don't really need to do that
0: We're, no I think literally. we need to do that in like the first I try to do that within the first five minutes if not uh, you know 15 minutes I think if someone listens to a podcast and they're not hooked within the first five minutes it's tough but once you get that over yeah. that little hump then they're kind of in. And you can take them on the ride you want to take them on yeah. but it is getting that engagement within the first right away minutes, pretty I much
1: yeah. yeah and so have you changed much in your game plan of like you know launching the podcast uh from that point to today has there been much of a change or
0: um that's a good question i mean I've, i guess i've been working with mainstream outlets a lot more so that's been that's had to change a little bit i've just always been evolving my strategy i always find conversation is a bit of a puzzle that you're trying to solve and it's also yeah. a bit of a hypnosis right and Zoom has been great because it's allowed me to have a lot of big guests, like I said, the premier, uh, but other big guests as well. But I, man, I, I love that in-person chat. No, it's and the best. and I, I know for me, the best episodes I've ever done have always been when it's over, those Oh, was that an hour? And I go, oh, I was actually ninety minutes. And they're like, oh my god, the time flew by. I know, right? Yeah, and so I those know those when the guest here. feels that, then yeah. it's going to be pretty amazing.
1: Boy, it just it just sometimes they fly by, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just the way it is. That's great. Congrats, man! On all the all the success. It's, it's that means a lot to, coming
0: from you. Thank you.
1: It's amazing to watch. <laughs> uh, would would you would it be fair to say that you are uh, a fairly political person?
0: Yeah, I think so. I've, I've always kind of wavered in terms of how engaged I am politically, but it's, that's my master's degree. Uh, I've worked for, I wouldn't say work, I've, I've certainly been a part of political campaigns in the past, and I've always had an interest in it. And in terms of ideology, I'm kind of one of those guys that's attracted to the person as opposed to the brand or the party. Mm-hmm. So if I can really trust you as a candidate, uh, you know, I might disagree with you on some stuff, but I'll probably end up voting for you
1: have you always been in, in into politics, even like as a, I don't know, like a grade six, grade seven, grade eight. Like I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've always had some interest in it. And again, you don't know <laughs> that cool. much when you're in elementary school, but the more I get into it, well, the more I get into it, the more I know I don't know anything, uh, but, uh, but I also <laughs> have an appreciation for how it works and, and Good what lot. I like and the trends that I see. And, you know, I, I think, I think we're all political animals to some degree. The, the problem is that we're so disengaged, with politics. And I think that's the fault of the politicians. I think for a long time, we've had this very well-crafted, slick politician that comes out, promises you the world, and then you as Joe Average doesn't see any changes. Um, and I think people are kind of tired of that. And they what they want is someone with a little texture, someone who's a little rough around the edges, because that's life, that's normal. And they want someone who will deliver on what they say. And so I look at a guy like Brad West, who... Uh, He's the mayor of Port Coquitlam. He recently just launched this uh, program where the city of of Port Coquitlam will pick up your junk. It's a fridge. It's a couch, whatever. Just just throw it out on garbage day, and they will pick it up. Mm. And the people of Port Coquitlam lost their minds in terms of how much they love this. Yeah. Right? And so he's not out there trying to, like... Change the world, or he's not using these like big concept things. He's like, okay, what's going to help people of Port Quitlam? And he does that. Another big thing that he did, I'm a big fan of his. Another big thing that he did was drinking in parks. So there's seven, I think, seven designated parts in Poco where you can drink alcohol as an adult. And as long as you're not being disruptive, it's all good. Right. And kind of one of the first jurisdictions to do that. I mean, it's so common sense, it's gone off without a hitch. As it should be. And people love him for it, right? Because yeah. he's thinking in, in terms of people, not in terms of like these high concept things, which might only affect certain industries or certain sectors of life.
1: Yeah. I think I saw on, it wasn't on the Daily Hive um, that they're thinking of putting in booze into like 7 and stuff. It's like, yeah, of course they should be. They, they <laughs> should
0: always be there. Like, what's the, well, most, When you go traveling and you see most the of the world. Life? yeah. yeah
1: like, so we're going to catch up to the rest of the world. That's amazing. <laughs> right like
0: and it's little stuff like that that matters and again it's it might not be the most uh, substantial stuff but it's stuff like that that gets you on board with a personality and goes like oh this right. guy understands my life this right. guy gets, understands he, my he gets me yeah, yeah.
1: Are, is canada ready for Aaron o'toole
0: <laughs> i had really high expectations for him and i yeah He he's letting me down and i'm not a conservative i, I lean center but i'm kind of one of those disenfranchised guys with uh, justin trudeau I think with O'Toole, if he came in, talked about government corruption, China, um, you know, talked to sort of the working man, I think that would be a successful strategy. He's getting really caught up in this Trumpian culture war stuff. And I don't know how well that resonates with people. Like, I don't know if people care about John A. McDonald statues being pulled down and becoming this huge talking point. You know, people are going about their lives and and they're, they're, uh, you know, trying to make ends meet and they see things happening. I mean, you look at money laundering or, or foreign buyers of of Vancouver real estate. They look at those things and and those are things that are concerning them. It's housing, it's healthcare. And so you, I think every politician has to speak to those instead of getting trapped in this like Twitter, Twitter like uh insult fest that Aaron O'Toole's found himself in.
1: Yeah, I know it's crazy. Right. And it, it very much re- resembles Trump and like, I don't know. Yeah. Man, I'm so like, I, I was tapping at the end of the four years. I was <laughs> tapping, man. Like, fuck, I'm done, dude.
0: And, so, and And you know what? Some of it, I think, it's a balance, right? Like you want to be a straight shooter, but you don't want to go over the top. We don't want to get into the pro wrestling promo territory, but we do want people that that talk straight with us and don't bullshit us. Right. So you can you can be that character and you can maybe insult people here and there, but when it gets over the top, when it's just all about dunking on the other guy, I think there's a lot of people that just kind of get bored with it, right? Mm-hmm. And at some point, even people who love it, are going to say, okay, well, what have you done for me in the past?
1: Right. Right. Except for make me laugh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, You mentioned a Horgan huge guest who, Mm -hmm. who are some of your guests that you've interviewed where they've either like surprised you or just kind of, I don't know, memorable interviews. Like, who are some of the people we are like, man, I can't believe that was a great interview or I can't believe I got th- that person on.
0: Yeah. Uh, weirdly, like it's it's weird to say now, but like I'm friends with Tamara Taggart and wow. uh, she's been on three times now. And it was really the second time that she was on, the first time she was running for office, but the second time she was on, I think we really clicked And uh, she even got a little emotional on the show and, you know, we just got really personal and and dug into some stuff about her career and how she, how she views the culture and the industry in general. So that one will, I mean, she will always be a friend of mine and and those episodes will always be very dear to my heart. Some people will surprise you. I recently had a guest on Dr. Amanda Watson, a professor at SFU and her topic or her subject area is working moms. And so you would think about me, you know. I don't. What do I know about working moms? <laughs> Not yeah. much. I'm a single guy. And uh, some and of them have, are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dating a mom right now, right. by the way. That's my girlfriend, so I shouldn't uh, should right. say I don't know well, anything I mean, about.
1: I'm fucking around, of course. But yeah, I shouldn't so. say I
0: don't know anything about working moms. Yeah. But uh, we had this amazing chat, and she like turned me onto this idea of how childcare is the biggest thing we could possibly do as a society and how it affects all these other layers of society. And I always saw childcare as like a cost savings thing for parents, as opposed to like this monumental economic investment we can do. And we did this episode, it was so magic, but I knew she was a little low profile. So I threw it out to a few people and I threw it out to a, a few contacts that I know. And I go, hey, listen to the first 15 minutes. If you don't like it, you know, turn it off. But if you do like it, can you help me push it? and weirdly enough it came across the premier's desk and he's pushing it on twitter and he's saying everyone should listen to this wow so there's there there've been moments like that which you know you don't expect much and it ends up being magic a, a lot of episodes too and they're not all you know heavy i've had uh, one of your previous colleagues Karis Hogg on and I think great chat about
1: she's so awesome. Everything she's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, One of my faves for sure. Yeah. And you know, it's it's just about connecting with someone on a human level. And you kind of my strategy is always what are they passionate about? What am I passionate about? And just trying to get that link. And once you get that link, I mean two people can can have quite a interesting conversation.
1: Oh yeah. You can really get into the the rabbit hole if you kind of really pick up a, a topic and run with it.
0: Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a, it's a two way street, right? Like you got to be passionate about it. And of course they've got to be passionate about it. Right. If you're asking them questions that they don't really care about, it's going to be a dud. And if, even if you yourself are trying to fake it, I think it doesn't come off the same way. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Right on. So do you think that you'll stay in radio too, or.
0: I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm kind of like you. I would love my goal. I think is to get like a weekend show. Right and uh, and do that, but I understand that it's much different than the podcast, right? So I don't actually, I don't actually know. I just like being a voice in the city. I like. I mean, right now with CKW, I'm just doing a, a weekly commentary with, for them, and you know, so I like calling out bullshit. I like annoying people who are rich and powerful, <laughs> and uh, who doesn't? And, and I who doesn't continue. like that, right? right? <laughs> they <laughs> deserve the it. They, they. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know what the game plan is, but I think just taking it step by step. And I've always said for the podcast, as long as I'm still enjoying doing it, I'm going to do it. Right. There comes a day where it's starting to feel like, cause this was a passion project and it is a passion project. Yep. So if there ever comes a day where I'm just kind of bored with it, I got a day job. I, I do well for myself. I can. Yeah. Work. yeah. No,
1: I feel that like, you know, for me, I mean, obviously it's my passion, but like, uh, uh, it wasn't a passion project. It was like, Holy fuck. I can't believe I just got let go. Yeah. Like what is happening? Really? Dude, that's crushing in the ratings, man. It wasn't oh. that at all. It was just make too much money, bro. It's, Which, sad. Oh, yeah, but, it's But I uh, but, uh, but also was like headhunted and, and you guys bumped my wages up as, as it's happening. Yeah. So like you could have just let me go. Right.
0: Anyway, when I look, so, at, There's so much talent in this city that's either underemployed or just not employed by the big stations. And it right. really, it depresses me because, because uh, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, if, if you are, if you're not on the radio, then how would I ever be on the radio or or just, knowing that that's it's a tough gig right and and the people that are in it they have to fight and scrap and i think sometimes you know it I, I'm since I'm an outsider and I've come in in this unconventional way. I've always just wanted to collaborate with people and chat with people and figure out ways that we can build something new, as opposed to as opposed to looking at if a finite pie and me taking something away. I want to build something on top of something, mm-hmm. and I think initially there was maybe a little bit of hesitation from people in, in mainstream outlets thinking that I'm coming after them or whatever. Right. But I think as time time went by, you get a little more acceptance and. But at the end of the day, you're like you're saying, it's tough. I mean, I, I mean, Karis was let go recently as well. And I'm just like, holy shit. You know, she was, she was fantastic. You know, right? Hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. It was like kind of the perfect, uh, I mean, and I look at you in the same way, like kind of that perfect rock radio host that you want. And it's like, well, it's right there. <laughs> Why aren't they on the radio? Right.
1: Well, for me, it was, it was money basically. And then, and then I had enough friends that were like, do you really need to go back to radio? yeah like well yeah <laughs> like that's what i know how to do like start a podcast well how am i going to make money with that like dude go 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 talk to like all the businesses that you've like emceed things for you know the owner you know the gm like you know yeah. somebody that control controls the purse strings and don't go overboard with what you want out of them uh you know if you say you want five grand well they're going to laugh you out the door they, if you want 500 yeah. maybe they'll talk yeah Uh, absolutely and then from there it was like you know dude man with that this bcit gig because i'm an instructor at the Mm -hmm. radio arts and entertainment right uh this is my third year full-time five years uh, five years there now but the first year was just a couple days a week they were like can you come and just kind of be a presence mark some assignments and just you know like dude you're like a 20-year radio vet that has this podcast that's still going after four years like how are you pulling it
0: off Yeah. yeah And, no, uh, it's it's impressive what you've built and it's, you know, it, 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 the other thing that bums me out about the, the big outlets is like media is being consumed more than ever, but because of the Facebook ad revenue and the Google ad revenue, it's like, there's just money being sucked out of it. When you right. would think that newspapers are being read more than ever, you know, even radio is li- being listened to more than ever, but it's just. Advertisers want to go and, and get that pinpoint advertising from, from digital media that they get. And that's a hard it's hard to sway them away from that, which sucks. And I think there has to be we're starting to see it in Australia where, you know, the I think the government has to step in and start collecting revenue from these guys because they're not they don't really contribute like your local paper. Think about that. Like how important that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much local journalism comes from these little local papers and they're just, they're falling by the wayside. And when you start losing those little stories, you start losing the stories that then get filtered out to the bigger papers. And so, you know, it's a, I've heard this, this said by a lot of people that, oh, you know, the industry's in flux. And I just, they've
1: been saying that for like, we make it out to the other years, side years, man. Like.
0: Can't but I hope again. we make it out to the other side where local personalities are still a thing. Cause I think there's always a demand for local personalities.
1: There has, there has to be, that's the only way that radio will survive mm-hmm. is if they Bob and weave with the times. Yeah. You know, like the, like literally in, in my opinion, there's like three things that like rock radio or like pop radio country and all that, you know, not talk radio, everything, but talk radio, they need to like support, their indie scene they need to support the bands that are where they are one they need to give control back to their jocks to be able to you know add a song or change a song that you just had an awesome call come in and the guy ends it with oh and i want to hear tragically hip uh looking for a place to happen oh okay thanks man thanks for the call you know you can't do it as a jock Mm. even though it's just it's just wrapped up that bit ever so yeah, you know, it's just the perfect song to play, and then you get into fucking Offspring self-esteem. You're like, "Thanks for the call, Dave." You know, like that's that's the other thing. And then and, and then uh, the third thing is, um, oh fuck, I can't remember the third. Maybe it's just two. There's just two things.
0: Oh, but but what you're what you're saying is it overlaps with talk radio, right? So when you're talking about the indie music scene, okay, talk radio is not focused on music, but talk radio is talking about local issues issues yeah right it's not like you're going to watch cbc national and learn everything what's going on in bc or vancouver city hall or your own community right so you're tapping into local issues it's got to stay local uh and then the second thing i think what you're you're talking about is sort of that personal touch and that interactivity that you get from talking about local issues so that comes into in with regards to the host personality they were able to chit chat with them callers can call in you chit chat and then if a caller says something the host then starts talking about it even for 30 seconds or a minute right right as opposed to just moving on to the next thing and right. you know I, th- I think i think when i look at CKW they do that extremely well and they have really good personalities there they
1: always done, they've always done it but
0: i think it's just recognizing like there will always be a demand for that local personality for that guy who's in your city or girl that's in your city and you want to listen to them and whether it changes with the technology or whatever it is that live instantaneous connection uh, that people have watching and listening to something i think will always be there mm-hmm.
1: we're talking about creating content just i mean that's literally what our lives are <laughs> when when you're not creating stuff what are you watching like what are you binge watching personally
0: i have no time for binge watching tv to be honest uh but what recently what i did get into and uh and thankfully i don't have amazon prime my girlfriend does so it's at her place yeah. but i've started to watch old unsolved mysteries
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah
0: so yeah. it's it's on amazon prime i've because I saw the new Netflix series and I was like, this show is amazing. And then uh, working through all these unsolved mysteries from the eighties, which is really great. But uh, in terms of, I just don't have, I mean, I got a day job on top of this. I still try to work out where I can. It's tough to get into a show. It's tough to binge watch something. I find, yeah.
1: yeah. So, how about hockey? Like, will you watch a whole Canucks I'm, a, I'm game more of a, more a.
0: Oh, I'm more of a UFC guy. I oh, used to be a UFC hockey
1: guy. guy. Okay. So, what yeah. did you think of the, the? I was hoping you were. Okay. That's another. I mean, I love. I love watching the fights. Right. Yeah. Uh, wh- what did you think going into the the Poirier uh, McGregor uh, two? Who I mean, did you think and and uh, were you surprised at what happened?
0: It's it's going to sound hokey for me to say, oh, you know, I kind of thought Poirier might win, but that's kind of what I thought. He just I
1: was looked sharper that too, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just one of those. It felt like his rev- the way that his trajectory through that uh, league, man, was like impressive. After that loss to to McGregor, what seven eight years ago?
0: Yeah, he and was and the and the thing it. was, it didn't. It, and it's hard to quantify this, but it's like it didn't feel like a Connor fight. It felt like even before it happened, like it just, the lead up felt like it was a Poirier fight. Like it was, here's Poirier's, you know, destiny to beat this guy that really humiliated him the first it, time. Right. And, and it and was it, weird. Wasn't it that, that McGregor didn't
1: shit talk? Like he didn't any, shit talk him. Yeah. Any shit talking. it's like, where, where is McGregor? Where's the guy that I, throws the garbage can at a bus? Not that you need to go that far, but like, where's
0: that guy? I wonder if it's heart if his heart's in it anymore to be I honest so. like dude, what, i mean, what, he's, ta- he's talking mean? Boxing, he's talking about boxing he's talking about boxing logan paul or something <laughs> why like <laughs> dude, why? <laughs> just money just money at this point why? is that that like really <laughs> yeah i don't know man like i don't, I don't know it's,
1: i mean what would you what would you need somebody to pay you for you to never be ever in the spotlight again ever like, ever. Dude. You fucking pay me $2 million and you'd never hear from Todd Hancock or the Toddcast. Ever.
0: I think he wants to be in the spotlight, but he doesn't want it to it do the to, work.
1: It has to be that, dude. Like, what does he, what did he make off the Mayweather fight alone?
0: Oh, something way more than he ever made it, in the UFC.
1: Right. And then his proper whiskey that he's got as well, yeah. I'm sure. That's just bankrolling him big time. Like, he, he's just, he's a, he needs to be in the, in the
0: spotlight. I hope so. And, and we'll see what happens. Maybe it motivates him to to get back into it. I wonder if his time is done. I wonder if that time of being a perennial contender is over and he's just going to take fights with other big names might be, you know, the one I'm looking forward to is this is John Jones getting into heavyweight. This is what I want to see. I mean, he's had, he's had those little chicken legs for so long. I want to see him bulk up and I want to, and that's tough. You know, that is legitimately a tough, jump from 205 to, to to. I mean these guys are 265 right but like him versus Francis like that I don't I mean, care how skilled you are if that guy hits you you're done it's over yeah
1: I love I love bones um man it's so disappointing though hey with all the you know the drug uh problems that he was having yeah. like you know he was at the top of his game but then you start to be like well he's also on performance enhancing drugs like I don't know man <laughs>
0: It's, yeah, well, I think, I th- and there he's point lost point. years of his career, right? Yeah, big time. And even the last couple outings he had at light heavyweight, he won, but like, did he win? You know, it wasn't it, it was right. the right. same Jones. Right. So you, I, I hope his, I hope, you know, he has this revival at heavyweight and I hope it's not one of those careers like a, a Mike Tyson where you wonder, oh, you know, if he was on the steady track the whole time, what that could have been like. But I mean, the guy is naturally talented. I think if he sets his mind to it and, and focuses, you know, he's a beast, but hopefully he keeps saying he's grown up and then he keeps screwing up. Like it's, I know, it's right? hard to have like faith you, in you him. Just right?
1: keep giving you chance after chance, <laughs> man. You can't. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, How about like comic book movies and all that? Do you ever get get into those? No, no. The
0: most I'm the most I'm into. I love a live show, and so even if you take me to a Canucks game and I haven't been following it, or you know, a Lions game. You know, this is all pre-COVID. Obviously, yeah. uh, I, I'm super into live sports. I'm into live shows, even bands I've never heard of. Yeah. There's always a magic when uh, when you get a bunch of people together in a crowd, and 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 the band's great. Uh, stand-up comedy is more my thing. That's sort of oh, the okay. uh, the <laughs> the entertainment that I follow, I guess. But again, that's another scene that's just being decimated with COVID,
1: dude. It's brutal, man. Yeah, it's brutal across the country, like 30 percent of small venues, like a uh, like a red room, yeah, uh, railway, those smaller size rooms, 200, 300 people, they're gone, like it's gone.
0: Yeah, and I worry about that, you know, because you look at Vancouver's comedy scene, and I'm sure the music scene is like this as well, but these smaller venues. Are the training grounds for the people you see at the bigger stages? Yeah. Right. You need that ecosystem. And it all starts from those smaller rooms. I mean, for comedy, it starts with rooms where there's literally 20 people. Like 20 there. people. And that's, <laughs> yeah. the same, that's the same for
1: bands too, though. Like yeah. you can't, like, if you can't, if you only bring in 20, 50 people, if if you bring that many to a 500 seat room, it looks empty.
0: Yeah, exactly. So but that's how you start out. Right. Oh, yeah. And and some and again, sometimes it's garbage, but sometimes it's it's magic in, in those 20 people rooms. Right. And so we'll be interesting to see what Vancouver looks like post-COVID. I'm just as a comedy fan, I'm quite worried. And I have a lot of friends who are in comedy. I'm quite worried for for that scene, because I know everyone, even some of the guys like an Ivan Decker who has like a, a Juno award now for best comedy album, you know, they need those small rooms to work on their material. You know, they're not going to headline yuck yucks with unproven material. The unproven material gets practiced in these smaller rooms. And so if these guys don't have that ecosystem, you might see a lot of migration to Toronto or, Uh, you know, even the United States, if they can, it's a tough process, but you know, they'll leave. And people talk about Vancouver being a, a fun city or no fun city. And it's all an ecosystem. It's not just the big club or the big restaurant on the beach. It's all these little venues that, that make a city cool and awesome. Right. Right. And I hope that whether it's the city or the province, when we start looking at rebuilding, we do, I mean, obviously health and and safety and and getting people uh, food on table is, is of the utmost priority. But I think when we look at urban planning, we have to start looking at these smaller venues and are they supported? Otherwise the whole city is just going to be cactus club and, and, uh, and Earl's and, and no offense to them, but you know, they belong in the ecosystem just as anyone else. But when it's all, uh, homogenous, it's not, it's not fun. (laughs)
1: it's not good for the scene it's not good for the scene do you know that uh you you'd mentioned uh uh, ivan decker Mm -hmm. he was one of the stand-up comics that i had for when i got married i got married in uh mexico
0: oh yeah Um, okay it
1: was like 20 people but it was like literally my buddy brad was the only friend and it was just like my mom and and my wife jessica's parents and grandparents couple uncles came and that's it okay cool It's one of those things. But I rented, why am I blanking on the name Kitty Corner to the uh, Shark Club downtown? It's now Brown's Social.
0: Oh, yeah. Across Um, from
1: the uh, QE Theater there. I had a, uh, you know, I just threw a bash there basically and got like a bunch of local bands, Art of Dying. Nice. Uh, I think uh, Marianna's Trench may have played. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, um, Marie Atkinson. But then I got a bunch of um, uh, Greg Kettner. I don't know if you know Greg. Okay. Greg's kind of the guy that grabbed Ivan and uh, a couple other guys. And, dude, that was such a fucking rad night. And that was back in 2006. And and Ivan now, man, is like you say, this kid is absolutely killing it. Killing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember seeing him in... Uh we ended up becoming face. Yeah, you know what? It would have been 2006 because that's when Facebook's happened. And it was one of those things where like I saw him at a club and like added him on Facebook. And he threw he was throwing me tickets for a couple of years. And then I ended up interviewing him. And yeah. <laughs> you know, we ended yeah. up chatting. And it was like so weird that, that that's the case. But you know, even Ivan's moved out to LA. You know, I think I, I think he's he outgrew the scene. I don't think he left because it, the the scene was getting smaller. I think he just needed to get to that next level get bigger yeah Yeah.
1: what was your first concert
0: my first concert oh man uh (laughs) it was in high school i remember it now it was uh an all ages swollen members show (laughs) it was in the middle of the day at the commodore so it was all dark in the commodore and i remember actually leaving now and it was like right and uh yeah i was a big small members fan back in the day yeah
1: same same
0: and uh yeah i know that was one of my first for sure
1: okay yeah you know i've had Madchild uh, mad child on uh it was a couple of years ago i guess now he's still doing it,
0: his thing he's he still uh,
1: doing it yeah, yeah you know. And, and i was going to talk to those guys to maybe try to get them to do a podcast um uh intimate and interactive show where i you know host from stage and get them to play and cool um it was right at right before uh COVID started I mean I had some fucking amazing shows in the in the in the barrel and then man just been like
0: how have you adapted
1: what a crazy year like dude without BCIT I I would be fucked (laughs) serious man like I mean
0: (laughs) it would be be rough weren't you supposed to teach at uh on the mic studio because that's my home that's where I record out of
1: yeah I so I had that all sorted out uh with Michael and then um and then i got offered full-time at bcit plus this and you know two kids and a wife and it was just i i I just said you know like the answer is not no it's just like not right now like i need to kind of get a time i just i gotta understand the time i'm working with right now to be able to mess with my extra free time if that makes sense
0: yeah that Um, was another place i mean so on the mic studio uh voiceover training school basically and i think they wanted to start a podcast uh class and uh, I know I remember when the pandemic hit. I was freaking out because they pulled all the equipment out of there, and they said we're not doing classes. And I'm like, how do I record podcasts? Because <laughs> I was using their studio. Right. And uh, you know, we ended up you know we we ended up coming up with an agreement and a deal, and they've been really kind to me. But at least you know we're in a stage where a year after a year, most of us are making plans or can see. How we get through even another year. I think at the start, if you remember March last year and April, we didn't know what was gonna happen. Oh, we didn't dude. even know how I, serious this was.
1: I was so scared, man. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was scared last yeah. in like
0: a year ago. Yeah, it, it was scary. I mean, everything shut. I remember I took a friend to a movie for her birthday on like one of those weekends, and literally the next day or a few days later, everything was shut down. Yeah, like everything, and I—I I was probably, I guess, I was not one of those people that saw it that seriously at the start, and I think they did a good job, but I remember we didn't know how this affected anyone, right? Like, it's still bad, and I think all the measures are great, and maybe we we should have even done a few measures, but like, we didn't know if this killed you instantaneously or right. who it affected, and did it affect kids? I mean, there was that real panic unknown. And at least we're done with that. Uh, we can criticize how the vaccines are being rolled out, but hopefully we we just got another year to grind out and, and then start to go back to some normalcy. But yeah. th- I think that's going to be the big, big question is how, how much will it look like pre-pandemic? How much will life look like pre-pandemic?
1: I think it's going to take a bit of time, but eventually we'll get there. You know, I don't think it's going to be right away. Even do you think more people
0: people will work from home
1: though? Uh, I I was just going to say, I think that one of the silver linings. I mean, obviously, right now the silver lining for people that have kids and stuff is you get to see them more often. There's more family. It's like, you know, it's a bit jarring to be at home all the time with them. But at least you, you know, like uh, for me, I've been working from home from for the podcast, of course, all the time. Yeah, Uh, but BCIT since like last March i like you right at the right at the very beginning i was over in tofino yeah and it was like holy fuck, what is happening with the to the world right now and by the end of uh we got there you know on on a tuesday and we were there for like a week and by like the thursday or friday they were like we're not cleaning your places anymore here's your shit, and you know um yeah see you later we're not taking any more bookings and like yeah see you later then when we got back, it was like, holy crap. And then I get like the BCIT. They're like, yeah, we're not working at, at SE 10 out in Burnaby at the big building there. And and then we get the, you know, the the email from like the head of whatever, from B, BCIT and like, hey, we're um, probably not going to be till September of 2021. So like batten down the hatches and get ready. And, and yeah. now it's like, are we even going to be able to get in by then? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Dude, I read something. I can't remember. I wish I remembered the website, but it was something where they were interviewing the former CEO of uh, live nation UK. Okay. And they were basically saying like, are you excited about all these Pearl jam and like, you know, rage against the machine may fire up their tour again. And (laughs) you know, the chili peppers and rolling stones and blah, blah. The guy's like, really? Those will be postponed or canceled. And moved until like you know, 2022 spring at the earliest. Like we have, like yeah. you say, we're a year. We still have one more year of what we just did.
0: Yeah. And man, I, you know what? I, I I miss that communal experience. I miss the big festivals, even if it's a food truck festival, I just miss all these people being together. I miss parties, and I don't mean huge ragers, but even just you know twelve Dang. people, ten people. Yeah, yeah man, just hanging with your buddies. It takes a toll on you, and it's you know the other weekend it was family day weekend, and and. Uh, uh, Brianna, my girlfriend, looked at me and she was like, oh, it's, it's family day. It's a long weekend. And I, and I had that moment of excitement where I was like, oh, a long week. And then, and then it's like, oh, yeah, but we're just, yeah. just going to do the same shit because there's nothing to do. There's nothing else to do, right? right? Yeah. Uh, you, you say, oh, yeah, you go for a walk or you, you, you know, try a new restaurant. You know, try some takeout. We would do that all year. And I think uh, I find actually people are getting antsy. People are really getting very upset. I'm talking to, just when I talk to people on the phone or friends of mine, I just find like, there's a high level of anxiety. I think there was a, there was like this hope and optimism at the start of the year, because of the vaccine announcements. And now people are just over it. And, you know, hopefully everyone is just able to push through for however long it'll take but uh, I'm starting to get the feeling that people are, are really pent up at this time. Done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, so done, man.
0: Right. So, so done. And it's, and you know what, for me, it sucks because so now I'm in media and, I, and I'm doing all this stuff. I would love to meet people in person. Like I would, I would love to, to have a beer or coffee with you. Uh, I have so many colleagues now at CKW and global that I chat with, but I can't meet them in real life and it right. sucks. And so there's even that element where it's everything just feels like it's in this weird, bizarro pause button, Right. but you still have to keep going. <laughs> well, how,
1: how long, like once everybody's vaccinated, how long are you still going to be wearing the mask, you know, when you're going to grocery shop. I think the or, mask
0: like, is going to be a regular thing. You're
1: out for a while, man. It's be I mean, it's years. it's a
0: thing in Asia, right? It's not right. Uh, not uncommon in a lot of Asia. And especially if you do have a cold or if you have a sore throat, you wear the mask and you go out, Right. Uh, which we weren't doing. You would go to the grocery store Ever. with the sniffles, like, yeah. You would
1: see the odd Asian person or whatever, you know, yeah. and then, you know like, almost mock them like a nice mask, buddy. And it's like, fuck, now, oh, well, you were being nice to me. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, <laughs> now, oh, thank you for that. It's insane, right?
0: Uh, so oh, I man. think masks are here to stay. Masks yeah. are going to be a cool uh, yeah, fashion so accessory too. for a little while. I
1: think so too. Yeah. Where do you see yourself, man, in like five years?
0: Oh, man. Big question. Yeah. You're sounding like my dad, Todd. Come on. I know, right? <laughs> what are you going to do with your life? Uh, I'm I'm building toward... I don't know how old you are, but I'm also building towards Freedom 50. I'm 47. So, okay, cool. So I'm building towards Freedom 50, or at least around 50. Yeah, 55 I, for me. Where I don't have to work. Um, yep. You know, maybe have some... Uh, Some properties and investments, but generally don't have to work like a a nine to five, that type of thing. So I'm working towards that in terms of this media thing. I don't know. Like I said, I would love to do a, a regular show that can take the some of the burden off of doing it all yourself in terms of production and booking guests and all that stuff. So that would be ideal. I know I'm one of those guys that just believes that uh, there are certain paths that are laid out for you and yeah, you have to work towards them, but you also have to be open enough to know when there's a good opportunity in front of you. So it's yeah. hard for me to, uh, to predict the future in that sense. Cause I'm always trying to stay open to something that, you know, maybe I'm more inclined to, to, to be doing. Great answer. Like, dude, that's literally the
1: answer that I would give. Like <laughs> I, I, I know where I want to get to, but I leave everything yeah. so now to yeah. be able to just live in the moment. Right. Like you do start to eventually understand that that is where you should be. Yeah. You get older and you know, time speeds up and all the shit that all the things that people say to you, they're true. You yeah. just laugh at these old people. Wait till you have kids. You know, you won't believe how fast you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You you're Like, holy <laughs> fuck. You're right. My kid's 10. Suddenly he's 10. How did that yeah. happen?
0: Yeah. What? It's, And it's crazy. You know, I know a few people who really charted their life with a lot of rigidity. Yeah. And I think it actually leads to unhappiness where you're, you're chasing that end goal and you're kind of avoiding everything else that, that might be presented to you. And you're not living in the present because everything is focused on this vision that you have. And and it's good to have vision. It's good to have goals. I'm not, that's not what I'm speaking to have goals. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just that openness and fluidity recognizing that life doesn't turn out or doesn't take the course that you want it to take as hard as you might work. And in doing that, you might be missing out on some other stuff. And, you know, we talk about COVID and, and, and I think hopefully one of the lessons we all learn is that we all need human connection and we, <laughs> and I know I, I have some, uh, some friends with young kids and. You know, some of them are just like, oh, I don't know how we go back to normal, you know, being with the the kids all the time. Some of them with young kids aren't able to see the grandparents, you know, and they're facing grief in that way where they're really recognizing like, oh, wow, this time flies by and you're, you know, grandparents are missing out on this time. And so I hope we all come out of it with a greater appreciation for each other, a greater empathy towards each other as well, and just recognizing we're all humans trying to do our best. And at the end of the day, as, you know, as accountable as you are for yourself, we're all in this together, right? None of this works unless we're all in it together. And so I hope that it uh, changes the the thinking of culture instead of being these atomized people that you have to you know, you're only out for number one it's we are thinking more about each other and the, and the the very finite moments that we have
1: right and what do you think of the uh, the chances of the, the the silver lining being that you know we've just shown employees or employers over the last 10 12 months that we can do our jobs from home. Like, do you think that eventually it'll get to that point where maybe it's like, you go to work a couple, two, three days a week at the most. And you just like, you have this, this is your workload. It needs to be done by Friday at five. Okay, cool. I know where I
0: need to do. Like, do you think it's,
1: you think it depends you on the industry in and it,
0: de- it depends on the industry and it depends on the person, Yeah. right? You need, you still need people working retail. You still need people working in the service sector, right, uh, front-facing sure. the customer. Yeah. For some offices, um, yeah, again, it depends on the personality, depends on the the job role. One thing I've noticed is, in our office has kind of done this hybrid of working from home and then coming into the office, When you're in the office, there's just a lot of bullshit that gets fixed right away (laughs) because you're just going to the person's desk and you're like, hey, is this done? Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to an email or, you know, a slack or whatever, where sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle. Right. So I think, uh, you know, there's arguments both sides and it just depends on the job role, the personality, and then what's actually required. Right. So I, th- I think we probably will start to see a lot more flex time. I mean, certainly I, th- I feel like people have been banking on it. A lot of people started moving out to the suburbs because they feel like they have no need to be in the city or close to the city anymore, but they'd rather have a bigger house with a yard and all that stuff. So hopefully, you know, uh, some people will do that. Hopefully some, I know for me, I actually thrive better being in the office. It's oh, tough yeah. for me to work from home. Yeah yeah it's just that i just got lazy at home (laughs) it's
1: tough to find like the drive and initiative to actually get up and you know. yeah i gotta i gotta put on
0: pants to be productive so (laughs) i'm the same
1: way man i'm just like am i I allowed to wear pajamas to bcit now (laughs) if we made this official
0: i think Uh, if you're if you're a tenured professor you can wear whatever you want i don't think it matters (laughs) well
1: i'm gonna wrap it up i got a i've got a voiceover session coming at nine o'clock here so um but i want to thank you man so much for for taking some time my
0: pleasure and jumping
1: on and congrats on all the success man of uh this is van color podcast it's absolutely incredible to watch uh you know just the engagement and uh i think it's 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 just awesome man it's really, really I, cool
0: I sincerely appreciate that and like I said this is uh this is a trip talking to you like you were such a big <laughs> part of my life it's, it's so cool and you know I've uh, I've heard from a lot of people in the industry that you're doing very well so I'm happy to hear that and and yeah. happy you know there's life after radio and and like I said it's it's a tough business and it makes me sad that there's guys like you or Karis that uh, you know s- suddenly are out of it Cause you're so talented.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, it just really depends. Like I, I think that for me, if I wanted to get back in, it's not that I couldn't get back in, but could I get back in and make the money I made and like have right. an influence on the programming. And like, I think now if I were to try to get back in money aside, I would want to be so much more involved with what, with what's happening at the station in all capacities. Right. And I just don't know if there's a spot for me to yeah, do that. Fair enough. So you know, it'll be a sunset thing. You'll you'll catch me on ninety seven Magic FM in Pittsburgh, <laughs> or, or whatever the hell that
0: station. I hope it happens. No, oh, I think it'll be great. Yeah. But no, I seriously appreciate this. Yeah. And at some point, we'll uh, we'll get you on This Is Van well, Color, and we'll we can chop it up as well.
1: I'd Dude, love I would love to do that. Let's do the. You know, I mean, we can have distance beers. You know, on a, uh, somewhere. Uh, I'm sure we could find something.
0: Sure, absolutely, uh, or,
1: or a coffee, or whatever. So
0: I would love um, that. That'd mean a lot to me.
1: You on Twitter, Van Color?
0: Yeah at van color
1: the toddcast podcast on toddhancock.ca
0: gzm shows and the creators of six minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast discovering dad a cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure villains and a family curse New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more.